Hello, patrons. Welcome to podcast bonus episode 258. Hello. This is a message of what? I don't know. Anyway, hey, um, today we're going to be hearing a little bit more from Peter and Gabrielle. Super excited to share this interview. Uh, I have to admit, it starts off a little awkwardly, and I was trying to be really funny with the awkwardness, and it wasn't funny. <laughs> it was just awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh, enjoy that. Uh, it's early in the... What's not that early? Uh, what am I checking in with you guys about? Oh, the uh, delay in getting this out and my podcast. I missed a week. Uh, I feel weird. You know, um, my my diet this week has been good. The um, exercise has not. I skipped some workouts. Um, diet Diet's fine. Um, and I started thinking about like how or why... And um, this is this is going to be sort of a check anything, I guess, um, just about the state of me and the podcast and new awarenesses and um, the state of my work in general. Uh, so I had a weird like uh, like that energy of oh no, like this isn't like I don't know the the defeated feeling energy, not even that like a procrastination energy. And um, I started asking myself, like, what happened? Where did this come from? Because last week, you know, I, I guess the exercise and eating thing is a good sort of barometer. It's a thing I can look at and be like, okay, that doesn't feel like it's going right this week. Um, what else doesn't feel like it's going right this week? Oh, most things. <laughs> you know, so I traced it back. I traced it back to last weekend. I did a... Um, a benefit for the um, Alliance to End Kaporos as Chickens, uh, Chickens as Kaporos, sorry, <clears throat> at PS Kitchen, super groovy place um, in New York City. Um, I was asked to perform at it, which of course I said yes to. Um, I'm new, like, this is one of those things like I've just been doing solo work. It was just this month that I think it was the fifth anniversary of the first time I performed any of my original work. And I did it at Judson church. Totally magical night, like totally magical night. Like as it was happening, like there were a lot of people came and people were stood up. <laughs> they did a standing ovation at the end. And the whole time leading up to it, I was like, no, don't do this. No. Like, what are you doing? No one had heard any of this work except for my director who only heard it once or twice because I was so nervous about asking him to direct. <laughs> um, so all of that is to say I'm still new at this. I'm still new at being a solo performer and performing original work. Agreeing to do the piece, doing doing that um, thing was a mistake or, uh, or my plan of what to do was a mistake. It was in a restaurant. Um, it was at the end of a long event. And the kind of work that I performed that night was not the kind of work that it feels good when people are talking while you're doing it. <laughs> you know, it's the big long story of the Kaporos rescue and this thing about it, um, Tilly, the chicken who I got to rescue and, um, and people were talking and people were getting their checks because it was the end of the night. Um, there were some people that were paying attention and, you know, like, so my mistakes with this night were, um, planning to do those pieces um, in a setting like that. I didn't know, but that doesn't work at all. Like, at all. It felt terrible. <laughs> it felt really terrible. And I kept screwing up because it felt so terrible. And I was distracted. And I wasn't... I know this piece really well. And I ran through it a few times. 
um, I wasn't the kind of prepared I would need to be to do a piece like that in a setting like that, like so many layers. So anyway, like that left me feeling like I failed. And uh, so that I just start, when I feel like I screwed up in the world, I start just go ahead and screwing up more, you know, and I get it like skipping a couple of workouts and runs aren't the same thing as failing. I mean, I mean, but I, hmm, I failed to do what I wanted to do or what I deserve to do. I, yeah, so I failed sounds like a really harsh word, but I didn't do the thing that I want to do. And so, so here's what happened. That thing was on Sunday. And when I look back at my week, other things after that feeling of failure um, just sort of started peeling off too, right? Like, so I was like, uh, Monday, I was like, you know, I'm really tired. I'm just not going to do my workout. I ran on Tuesday and then Wednesday, it was like, well, I didn't do my workout on Monday. Why? Maybe I should just start next week and then it can be a whole solid week. And then the whole day I'm like, oh, should I go? No, man. And so it was a lot of that all week. And then this morning I woke up, I was going to go run. I got dressed to go run and then I couldn't find my AirPods and this and that. And finally I was like, oh no, well now it's too late. I got to go tomorrow. So that all leaves me feeling like there's a whole AA thing. I think I mentioned it before. You raise your self-esteem by doing esteemable acts. One of the esteemable acts I need to make sure I do is do the thing that I told myself I was going to do, right? Like when I was doing my exercise and eating like on point i felt really great and i felt really great about myself this week you know like maybe on sunday i could have stopped after the thing and be like okay that was shitty what did what went wrong what do i let myself off the hook for and what do i acknowledge was my ignorance or not not knowledge (laughs) and fix that. And next time I know, I know not to do it. And then I'm like, okay, great. That was a terrible performance. And it felt terrible. It felt awful. So bad, but I haven't had, I'm not enough of, I haven't been doing my work long enough to pay that type of due, right? Like I haven't just had the opportunity to do a shitty, shitty, shitty (laughs) performance And like, ah, okay, that doesn't work. You know, like, so, I don't know. It's a lot of these things of like, I don't know. I've leaned back on AA stuff a lot. Like, one of the things in AA where they talk about is like, when you stop drinking, you have to learn all the shit you didn't learn all those years when you were drinking, right? So not being creative and not performing original work isn't the same as drinking. Although in some ways it is. Now I'm 48 and I've just been doing solo work for five years. In a lot of ways, I'm a baby with this. And that's how it is. Like, that's how it is. So, like, shit's going to happen where I'm like, oh, wow, that was a bad idea. <laughs> and I have to acknowledge, like, oh, I don't have experience yet. Now I have this experience of feeling this really shitty feeling. And it's okay. And now I know not to do that. So anyway, there's my little self-talk, yay me thing. Um, I'm super excited. The podcast is now on Spotify. 
So that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't think I was going to be in there because I play music on the podcast, and there's a whole discussion going on Blueberry, where who hosts my podcast, um, about Spotify not allowing shows that play copywritten music, um, which I do, um, always with permission. But I want to add, I'm going to start going back through the whole back catalog of Mikey Pod episodes because I can tell you here that I haven't always played music I have permission for. And I think I'm going to go start locking those down just for the sake of being legit. So, um, but I want to find a way for them always to be accessible to patrons. Um, I don't know what that looks like yet, but um, maybe there'll be a thing that I send out. I don't know. Um, so many cool things are happening. There's lots of new patrons, uh, like I think 12 new patrons since the last time I did this, maybe even more. Um, and you guys who are patrons, your name is going to be printed in the animal show book, the animal book. Um, so, and thank you for being here. It's super exciting. I'm, uh, I just ordered some stuff. I want to start sending stuff. There are a couple of people on Patreon that I really love and I'm patrons of them because they send shit in the mail. So I don't know if I can send a monthly thing, but I think I'm going to start making postcards. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to start. I'd started. Um, and some of them are ordered now, like of photographs that I take of animals or just, you know, things that I like, so I can start sending postcards to all of you. $5 and up people, which is who this is listening. Um, so if you're listening to this and you haven't updated your address, make sure you do because um, I'm going to send out some postcards. And some of you, like at the higher level, I think the $25 and up people are going to get a copy of the animal book. Uh, when it comes out this summer. So um, I'll, I'll post some things reminding. Anyway, yay Patreon and yay this cool thing. Uh, yeah, I hope this wasn't too therapy-ish. It was. Maybe not too therapy-ish, but it was definitely therapy-ish. But it's maybe helpful for you too. Because um, I, I, I'm so excited to be a type of person that at 48 years old is a baby at something, right? That I'm like trying new stuff. So that's great. So, um, and you know, all in all, I feel really positive. It's just I've, I'm recognizing this kind of thought pattern I get into, and it's it, it changes what I decide to do each day. So today is a day that I'll decide to do something different. I still have time I can run later today. I'm going to go to a protest at Dolce & Gabbana to protest fur. I'm having breakfast with a fellow patron. Hey, Kimber, what's up? And um, yeah, that's it. Anyway, so let's get to this uh, interview. How long have I been talking? Oh, wow. 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll put a timestamp in the post if you want to jump right to the interview. Thanks so much for being here, patrons. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Still joining me now uh, for bonus content for Patreon subscribers is Gabrielle and Peter. What if I've got your names right oh now? That'd be funny. Oh, my God. Let's talk about food. Okay. Favorite. Well, we've got a favorite out here. Like, did we? We didn't really even mention where the sanctuary is. We're in um, northern New Jersey. Um, favorite New York City vegan food or favorite vegan meal? Oh my God! Favorite vegan meal was in Paris Thanksgiving. So what? it's not, it's not going to be very helpful here. And that restaurant is now closed. But I will talk about something we're super excited about. This area is. Um, there is 
a lot of vegan things happening here in this area now. So to get to our sanctuary, you can get here on the train and the bus from New York City, and both of those uh, forms of transportation go to Port Jervis, New York. It's a little confusing because you're coming to New Jersey, but you're Mm -hmm. going to New York. But we're in the tri-state area, so we're right next to Pennsylvania, Milford, Pennsylvania, Port Jervis, New York. In Port Jervis, New York... Our dear, dear friend, Diana Bazanski, is Mm -hmm. opening her 100% plant-based vegan restaurant called Fogwood and Fig. I would have to say that her food is probably some of my favorite food, including New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, She's opening in May, and you can take the train to Port Jervis, New York, walk to her restaurant, get yourself a meal, and then take a cab right over to our sanctuary, which is about three and a half miles away from there. You can stroll down that road. You can go into this really cool place called the Foundry. The Foundry is kind of a housewares store slash you know, music place, poetry reading, um, coffee. coffee, little cafe. And while we haven't talked them into putting out some vegan pastries, which they will because we are going to talk them into that, mm-hmm. you can get yourself a soy or almond latte or cappuccino. And then you can pop next door to them and you can go to the Fox and the Hare, which is a new microbrewery in Port Jervis. Their beer is incredible. Sean, the guy who's the brewmaster there, is um, from from Brooklyn, I think, was a big brewmaster in Brooklyn. And they've opened this incredible place. They also have (laughs) some vegan food there. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have um, some portobello mushroom dish. They have... um, you know, they have quite a few vegan things on their menu. And then if, you, if you're if you staying for the weekend or if you're driving up here, you can go into Milford, Pennsylvania and get yourself the Impossible Burger. What? There's so yes, much to do out here. Yes, they're selling it finally in town. There's a place called 405 Broad Street. It's part of the Hotel Fauchere, which is a five-star hotel up here in Milford. Milford is the... Um, fancier town in the area but anyway so for brunch on the weekends and that's when we get most of our our visitors you can get a vegan impossible burger with vegan cheese vegan bun and tater tots Mm. and they also have a vegan um burrito so you know all y'all from new york city might not think this is a big deal but this is a huge deal up here and this has just all happened within the last two months right but you know even before it happened and and this speaks to the fact that you know i always say gosh we're in new york city it's so easy to be vegan here people out in the midwest it must be tough people in a rural area must be tough and up here we were sort of those people until we had these things but even up here not so tough because we have a little hole in the wall chinese place in port jervis and we found out like three years ago that they will do everything on the menu vegan Mm. and so when we have big volunteer groups come up or even small volunteer groups come up we have friends come up from the city before all these vegan places open they know us as the the vegan people and we we put an order in and they'd make a whole vegan meal for us there's a local pizza place that doesn't have vegan cheese but we go in there with diet packages and they make pies for us all the time so we have a vegan pizza place we have vegan chinese food place 
And then we have the box stores right across the river and, you know, Walmart and all these supermarkets have everything that you could possibly need. So it's great having all the options that exist in New York City. And uh, even though I don't eat that way anymore, you know, I'm, uh, as, as you know, I'm no longer indulging on the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the vegan processed stuff. But um, he's a nutritarian now. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I gave up all the, the fun stuff. But um, y you can be an indulgent vegan up here very, very easily. Mm. Yeah. Um, I love that idea of like taking a day trip. Like come yes. up here, you can do like all the stuff you mentioned. Yeah, I love it. New even, York City, get on this. And even before all of these new vegan things open in Port Jervis and the Impossible Burger coming to town, which is always a huge deal, I think, in any small mm -hmm. town. Yeah. Um, we have this place called The Water Wheel. And I think the chef, one of the chefs is Thai, and they have a vegan part of the menu. Like, they've just always had it. And mm. we just didn't really notice it because we didn't go out to eat that much around here. But, you know, they have a, a, a banh mi. They have, um, uh, you know, veggies and rice and um, Thai, Thai noodles with vegetables. I mean, they, they literally have a vegan side of the menu. So even, like, way out here in the middle of nowhere – which is, you know, how we've always kind of pictured this part of New Jersey. I mean, we mm -hmm. are the last town in New Jersey. It's kind of like the wild, wild west. We still have all of these great choices right here, right around us. So it's really exciting. And I feel like as our, as our sanctuary is growing and as we're moving to the new property, all of these really exciting opportunities for great vegan eating are all happening at the same time. So we're really, really excited as a community to, like, support each other and to cross um, um, – Pollinate? Pr prom promote each other. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just a, it's just a whole community that's really excited to be growing. You know, I guess kind of how Brooklyn was in the early days when they were becoming super hip. Yeah. We feel like young Brooklyn. That's how uh, we feel. Young mm -hmm. Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Although we ain't so young. But, <laughs> but what There's we, the comedy. But what, but what we are is we are going to have on the new property that we just acquired a vegan bed and breakfast, a vegan inn, so to speak. So for those day trippers who want to extend it beyond the day, they will have the option of coming up here and staying literally at the sanctuary, overlooking the animals, interacting with the animals, and having access to all this amazing food and to the Delaware River and to amazing hiking both on our property and all around the property. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's way better than Paris. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Oh, I hate to do it, but I have to get going and get on my train oh like my pretty really soon do. or my bus, whatever it mm -hmm, is I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So thanks for doing this extra bonus interview. It's TamerlaneFarm.org. Um, and that's it. Thanks again. Thanks, Michael. Thank you.